Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay. Bienvenidos. Ben Bindos. Bienvenu. Ben Benetto. Uh, good to have you along. Uh, o Jogo Bonito is what we talk about here, which is the beautiful game. And we've got a lot to talk about. So let's get right into it. First of all, European Super League. This is not something that has appeared out of midair, okay, or thin air, as you want to look at, call it. This is something that's been talked about since the 1990s. It, it, would, it would involve several teams across Europe who are like in the higher echelon of soccer playing. And so now it appears to have taken one more step a little bit uh, closer. Uh, we've got some more teams committing to it. And uh, UEFA and FIFA have not said yay or nay about it. So uh, what's this involved? Well, it would involve Liverpool, Man United, and Chelsea from England. Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Atletico Madrid from Spain. Juventus and the both Milans from Italy. Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund from Germany. PSG from France. Porto from uh, Portugal. Ajax from the Netherlands. Anderlecht from uh, Belgium. Olympiacos from Greece. Galatasaray from Turkey. CSK Moscow from uh, Soviet uh, Union. Dynamo Kiev from Ukraine and IFK Göteborg from Switzerland or Sweden, rather. So those are some rather storied franchises. Those are franchises with a lot of money. Now, the one name missing that I saw was Manchester City, and they have not said yay or nay yet. Uh, they're still, I think, uh, kind of weighing the situation to see what uh, what's going to happen. But one thing I also did notice uh, was that there is no representation from the city of London. Kind of interesting because you got a bunch of teams down there. You got West Ham, you've got Arsenal, you've got uh, Tottenham. Uh, look, you know these are franchises that have been around since what 1920. So no representation from London in a European Super League would be kind of awkward, I would say. Now, on the positive side of this, let's look at let's look at something else. These teams always always end up at the top of the uh, table in their respective countries. You've got these other teams that don't have the payrolls that these teams have. And so what would be the harm of having all the teams with the big payrolls in one league, let the big, the little guys, like the, let, let's say the, um, in, in England, let's say, let's call it the Burnleys, the Brightons, the, uh, the, those, those kinds of teams that maybe could, you know, scramble up the, the table a little bit. Uh, you get into some other uh, uh, leagues like the Spanish league. You would have uh, teams like uh, Granada and Celta de Vigo and uh, those teams, uh, you know, maybe, you know, climbing up the table a little bit as well. It would be an interesting concept. We'll see where it goes. But uh, apparently uh, some more movement has been determined uh, over the past 24 hours over this. And so uh, this week we'll probably see some movement, some talk about it and see where it goes. All right, moving on. Speaking of Sweden, Zlatan Ibrahimovic given a one-game suspension for his red guard against Parma. Of course, he plays for AC Milan. Now, allegedly, the card was given for an insult that he verbalized toward the referee in the game uh, that uh, where it was given. Uh, the Milan faithful have apparently stepped forward to defend Ibrahimovic. They are saying that the uh, comments were misinterpreted by the referee. Look, folks. <laughs> If it's English, it's English. If it's Italian, it's Italian. I'm sure uh, Zlatan is an intelligent enough person that he can know, or he does know, um, basic Italian and wouldn't say something like that. So we'll just 
see where this all goes. But apparently a one-match suspension for a red card in Serie A is kind of odd as well because it's usually two games. So Zlatan is out for one game. Uh, he will serve it, and then everybody's going to move on toward the end of the season. Uh, let's face it, AC Milan right now is in a dogfight for the top uh, spot at Serie A. Their crosstown rivals have got uh, the top spot uh, pretty much anchored right now. Uh, that's probably angering a lot of AC Milan fans. So uh, AC Milan needs to go, uh, get their heads together and say, look, you know, let's uh, march on down the road and see if we can't get this. In the meantime, Inter Milan is saying, uh-uh, no, we got we, we, we got it here. So it's going to be an interesting dogfight. We'll go over those uh, statistics of where everybody sits in the league here in a few minutes. Man City will not be playing for the FA Cup. How about that up there in London? That's right. Uh, Man City will not be playing for the FA Cup uh, thanks to uh, a 1-0 win by Thomas Tuchel and his Chelsea boys. Yeah, it's ever seemed uh, Frank Lampard has left. Chelsea has just become an absolute uh, iron gate as far as defense is concerned. They won one to nothing. Uh, you know, Pep Guardiola is not real happy because he wanted that. Uh, he wanted to have those four championships uh, right there in, in a row for him. He wanted to have. Um, he wants uh, Champions League. He wants uh, your. Uh, he wants the uh, League Cup. He wants the FA Cup. And there's the other championship that's up there in England. And so I know he won all four of them, but he's not going to get the FA Cup this year. So, uh, oh, well. So Chelsea moves on. Leicester City and Southampton are the other two teams that will play in a semifinal to determine who will play Chelsea. And then on the 15th of May at Wembley Stadium, that will be the FA Cup final. And let me tell you, all of England, all the United Kingdom, for that matter, stops when that game is played. May 15th, Wembley Stadium, that's the final of the FA Cup. Meanwhile, Chelsea has been eliminated by Porto from the Champions League, uh, 1-0. They were eliminated at Chelsea, and PSG eliminated Bayern Munich in a thriller uh, at Parc de Prince. So everybody's going to move on. So the way this breaks down now for the semifinals of the Champions League, you've got uh, Man City hosting um, the second game, no, hosting the first game of their uh, semifinal match with PSG, and then uh, Parc de Prince will be the uh, – we'll, uh, no, rather, let, let, let's get this straight here. <laughs> Man City is going to host the second leg of the PSG uh, match that they're going to play in. That's going to be on the 4th of May. Uh, that will be a – that's actually a very envious spot for Man City to be in because if they can just get a draw or maybe a goal at Parc de Prince there in Paris, then they come back to the Etihad. And they've got uh, pretty much a um, – they determine their own fate at that point, okay? Now, Chelsea and Real Madrid is going to be the other semifinal matchup. And um, so Chelsea is going to host the uh, the return leg of that uh, series. Uh, now, Chelsea is going to have to go to Bernabeu uh, down there in Madrid first, and that's going to be interesting because uh, that's, a, that's a very awesome place to play in. And I'm sure that the Chelsea guys are, are used to big venues, but the Bernabeu could have some fans in it, and uh, we will see how that plays out. So the dates are 427 and 428 for the two games, and then 5-4 and 5-5. These are two excellent series, PSG and Man City, Chelsea and Real Madrid. That is going to be the uh, Champions League semifinals. That's going to be some excellent, excellent football. Now, Europa League is also into their semifinals, and got a little interesting kind of a situation at the Europa League semifinals. One of the matchups is going to see <laughs> Villarreal and 
uh, arsenal. Now, I know to the common person out there that's going to say, well, okay, well, Villarreal is from Spain and Arsenal is from England. Okay, so no big deal. Well, yeah, it is a big deal because Arsenal sacked the coach that has taken Villarreal to the semifinals of Europa League. Okay, Unai Emery has done a great job at Villarreal since he got there. And now he's got them in the semifinals against his former team. Mikel Arteta, well, you know, the Arsenal fans aren't real happy because, of course, Arsenal isn't at the top three or top two of the uh, – of the EPL, but he's at least got them fighting for a Europa League spot for next year. Okay. So now we've got former coach against new coach, and this is going to be kind of spicy, I think. So we'll see how it all plays out. April 29th, uh, the focus will be on El Madrigal, which is the stadium in Villarreal where they play. And then uh, on May 6th, uh, the focus will shift to the Emirates there in London for uh, Arsenal. So, uh, be interesting to see how that one turns out. Be a good series of two good uh, football teams. Now, the other semifinal for Europa League is going to be Manchester United and, Ro- and Roma. Been getting better than that, folks. Uh, Roma's got a good year. Uh, they got a good team. Uh, they're they're fighting like uh, like the devil for Europa League next year. But at this point, right now, uh, they got to play Man United to get into the final. This is going to be a good matchup. Uh, I like uh, Man United. Man United's a strong team. Uh, Old Gunner has done a great job there. April 29th, they'll be playing at uh, Old Trafford. Then the uh, focus will shift to the Olympic Stadium in Rome on May the 6th. If I'm Man U, I get my goals while I'm at Old Trafford, okay? And I try to shut Roma out real bad because playing down there in that Olympic Stadium, that is a, that's a task. Uh, it may be empty, but still, it's a, it's a, it's a venue that's kind of awestruck. And so uh, if I'm Man U, I would take advantage of having the first leg played at my house. Very good. April 29th and May 6th for those dates. Okay, so that's the Europa League uh, way it shapes up. And let's move on now to the leagues around the world. Mexico, Cruz Azul, and Club America still battling at the top of the Mexican League. This is a Mexico City um, duel going on. Uh, It's a cross-town thing. And uh, Cruz Azul right now up by two points. But let me tell you what. Uh, It's going to get interesting, uh, a lot more interesting as the season goes on. Now, the shocker in the Mexican League right now is the team from Puebla. Puebla is in third place. Puebla has not been in third place in the Mexican League for quite a time, okay? This is a team that kind of sits in the middle of the table and just does their thing. But La Franja is on its way up. Uh, Nicolas Lucaroman, who is from Argentina, is doing a great job with this team. He's got them turned around. He's got them playing, uh, playing positive. Got them thinking about uh, scoring, and uh, they have been uh, putting in the ball in the net. So look out for Puebla in the Mexican League. Now, Monterrey Rayados is right behind him at 25 points. Monterrey is a good team. Uh, Puebla and Monterrey, basically the bottom line is going to be, can Puebla hold on and keep the momentum going right now um, with uh, where they are? Because there's got good competition in the league. Santos is right behind Monterrey, and Atlas is right there tied with Santos. So you've got some good teams that are right behind Puebla, and it's going to be a kind of an interesting uh, thing to watch to see if Puebla can maintain uh, what they're doing right now. But with Nicolas Larcomán in uh, in charge there at Puebla, I don't see a problem for Puebla not keeping their enthusiasm going forward. Okay, moving on to uh, Serie A down there in Italy. Inter Milan, 74 points. AC Milan, 66 points. That's the top of the Serie A right now. So that's an eight-point spread. 
They've got about what? Uh, probably five or six matches left to go in the in the season. AC Milan's going to have to make a move now. Uh, they're getting all their guys back. Um, Ibrahimovic should be back uh, next game. So AC Milan's going to have to take it uh, to the to the streets and just uh, make make a real push. Uh, Inter Milan, as I said, seventy four points. They're looking pretty good. Atalanta is right behind AC Milan at sixty four points. Then Juventus at sixty two. Uh, now Napoli is right now in the spot for Europa League for next year, but they are only three points behind Juventus. Juventus does not need to slip in any way, shape, or form at this point. They've got the last spot for Champions League for next year. Juventus needs to keep winning or keep tying, but they cannot lose. And and Napoli is a good team, and if uh, Napoli gets a chance, they could uh, jump over Juventus in a heartbeat. And can you imagine Juventus going to Europa League? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That would be a mismatch, wouldn't it? Anyway, okay, so Juventus, 62 points, and Napoli at 59. Those are the top five there in Serie A. Now, Lazio and Roma are uh, neck and neck right behind that. And let me tell you, there's more to that than just two teams in the standings, okay? Obviously, there's no Europa League or Champions League involved with the Lazio-Roma situation. However, 58 points for Lazio, 54 for Roma. This is for pride. Folks, this is a city that's divided, okay? Lazio-Roma is a very passionate uh, rivalry. And uh, four points divide right now. And trust me, when the final whistle blows for the end of the season, whoever's on the top side of that will be getting a celebration, a parade. I've been in Rome when the when Roma has won a championship. And let me tell you what, the celebration lasts for about a month, okay? So if La- if Roma can get ahead of Lazio and uh, and, and be on in top of the standings uh, when the season ends, everybody will be happy. But let me tell you what, if Lazio holds on and tops Roma in the standings, it could get kind of mm, testy down there in Rome um, when the season ends. So we'll see how that works out. Okay, La Liga over there in Spain. Atletico Madrid 70, Real Madrid 66. This race is no, far from over because uh, Real Madrid, Zidane has got these guys thinking. And let me tell you what, if Zidane is going to get this uh, team to the top, he's going to have to maybe take the whip a little bit, okay? I don't mean that literally. I mean that figuratively. He's going to have to put the mentality in these guys. Look, go out on that field, and whatever you do, we have to put the ball in the net, okay? So Atletico Madrid is a good team. This Diego Simeone has got this team playing above the clouds. This is an amazing club to watch. And uh, Real Madrid's got their work cut out for them. Now, Barcelona, it doesn't want to be counted out of any of this. Oh, no. They're only one point behind Real Madrid at 65. This is a team that also has got quite a bit of talent as well. So you've got these three teams battling for the top of La Liga. This could go down to the last weekend of the season. Sevilla, 64 points. Don't count them out either. Sevilla is right there. They've got the last spots basically sewn up for Champions League because the next closest team is Real Betis at 48 points. So you've got Sevilla, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, top four, Champions League, all Champions League at this point. But the crown for La Liga is a big, big piece to go for. So those two four teams are going to be fighting for it. Sevilla is only six points out of first place. Atletico Madrid doesn't have anything sewn up yet. They're in a dogfight right now, okay? So those four teams are at it. Now, speaking of Real Betis, what a job Pellegrini has done, and I'll say it again. When he first got hired, I said on this broadcast, I said, this is Real Betis has made a statement that they are going to be in the top echelon of La Liga. And guess what? Pellegrini has taken them there. 
And so uh, they've got a uh, a spot at this point in uh, Europa League for next year. However, Real Sociedad and Villarreal, Unai Emery, right behind them, okay? Uh, Real Betis cannot rest or anything like that. They have If they want that Europa League berth, and there's only one, they're in La Liga, then they're going to have to keep playing the way they're playing, okay? Real Sociedad, good team. Villarreal, well, as you know, Unai Emery, what a, what a coach he is, all right? So that, that, there's another race right there inside La Liga. Amazing. This is the way this stuff is breaking down. It's exciting. It's just an amazing uh, coming out of a pandemic uh, that like we've been suffering through. Uh, this is great stuff to be following. Okay. Let's go to Ligue 1. Dans la France. Okay. Lille continues to be on top of the Ligue 1 at 70 points, but PSG right behind him at 69 points and Monaco right behind them at 68 points. So Monaco, if they finish in third place, gets a Champions League qualifier. Okay, it's not Champions League guaranteed. It's a Champions League qualifier. So Monaco is going to have to up their game another notch in order to continue to get that third place. They could even go to second place. And PS, now PSG has going to have to you know, mind their P's and Q's, no injuries, you know, watch the yellow cards, watch the red cards, and win. Win down the stretch. All right, now Lyon is in fourth place, and that's Europa group stage. Okay, Lyon we could go to Europa group stage, which would be a good step for them. They're at 64 points. Then Lons is behind them at 53. So basically, we got top four teams in league oh, battling it out for certain positions. Uh, it's been a great, uh, been a great year at league oh. And let me tell you what, uh, sneaking into the 10th spot in league oh is the team from Nice. Boy, who would have thought Nice was down in the table and all of a sudden they've been coming up. Adria, Adrian Ursea has done a great job at Nice. He's got these guys playing really, really smart. This is a guy with, you know, very small payroll, but he's got them into the 10th place of a major European soccer league. Amazing work. Adrian Ursea, très bien, très bien. All right, moving on. Let's look at Bundesliga there in Germany. Bayern Munich, 68 points. RB Leipzig, 61. Wolfsburg, 54. So Bayern Munich is putting some distance between them and the other teams in the top four there. Eintracht Frankfurt at 53, then Dortmund at 49. Uh, now, they're in fifth place, Dortmund is, and that's a Europa League spot. However, Leverkusen is right behind them, okay? Leverkusen's a tough team. So, Dortmund's going to have to continue uh, to do their thing. Eric Holland and Gio Reyna are going to have to take this team and put them on their shoulders and march on down the road with them, okay? So, you got Eintracht Frankfurt, Wolfsburg, RB Leipzig, and Bayern Munich top four in the Bundesliga. That's going to be a good race, too. Um, I think Bayern Munich is going to come away in the end because they've got all the talent they've got. And again, this is a team that should go to a Super League if it's formed. The reason, they're always on top. They always uh, end up on top. Let's you know get the, the big boys out of these leagues and let these other people like Dortmund, Leverkusen, maybe even uh, Freiburg uh, get up there into the top uh, top five or top ten of, uh, of, of uh, like Bundesliga. Okay, uh, Freiburg's in ninth right now at 40, Stuttgart at 39. These are teams with very small payrolls, but doing a very good job. Players are playing very, very hard and uh, should be getting some recognition. All right, very good. Let's move over to the EPL. Man City, of course, on top. Man U right behind them. Then Leicester City continues to hold on to third place. They're doing a great job there at Leicester City. West Ham, David Moyes' boys are up in fourth place now, which is a Champions League bid. Boy, that's amazing because West Ham, you remember, what, about a year and a half ago? They were uh, looking at relegation right behind them in the rearview mirror, right? 
David Moyes has come along, taking West Ham right up to the number four position in the EPL. And now you got uh, now you got Chelsea uh, in fifth place. Uh, I know that Thomas Tuchel wants better than that. So West Ham and Chelsea are maybe going to battle it out for that last Champions League spot there in the EPL. Liverpool with Jurgen Klopp. Well, okay. Liverpool has kind of fallen off the wayside a little bit, maybe because of uh, injuries, maybe because we got some uh, people that are tired. Uh, we'll see. But uh, Liverpool's still in the top 10. Hey, okay, there they are. Tottenham with Josie uh, Mourinho. There's some rumblings going on. Of course, with Josie Mourinho, if you're not in first place, there are always some rumblings going on behind his back. So uh, Tottenham's up there, then Everton and Arsenal. Now, let's talk about the number 10 team in the EPL. Number 10 team, Leeds United. Wow, what a move this has made. Marcelo Bielsa, what a job he's doing at Leeds, okay? This is a team that uh, kind of lost, you know, lost in the EPL. Let's face it, they are. They're lost. And uh, there they are. All right, very good. Moving on. MLS season underway. Austin FC, a new franchise, is in the MLS. Uh, first game on the road at LAFC, and they lost two to nothing. Other first game wins in MLS: uh, Montreal, DC United, Seattle, LAFC, uh, Sporting KC, and Houston Dynamo. So we will keep you posted on the MLS season as it continues to move on. Coming up Tuesday on television: Bayern Munich and Bayern Leverkusen on ESPN Plus. That's a one. 30 start or a 2.30 Eastern start. Copa Libertadores out of South America will be on BN Sport at 5.15 and 7.30 p.m. That's on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, uh, Coupe de France will be on BN Sport on um, 12.45 Eastern time. Uh, also on Wednesday, you've got the uh, Serie A ESPN2 at 2.45 p.m. NBCSN is going to show um, EPL at 3.15 p.m. on Wednesday, and then at uh, 5 and 7.15 on Wednesday on Fox Deportes, if you're into Central American football, uh, the Honduran League will be showcased with a double header. On Thursday, 2 p.m. and 4 p.m. Eastern, Gold TV, Primana Liga from Portugal will be on. Uh, you can catch that, or if you want to, uh, EPL, NBCSN at 3 o'clock um, on Thursday. Then on Friday, 7.30 Eastern Time, Fox Sports 1, MLS uh, action. Then on Saturday, oh my goodness, you, you want football? Saturday, we got football coming up. Ready for this? NBC Universo, 12.30 p.m. Eastern. PSG is going to play at 11 a.m. Eastern uh, on Saturday. Real Madrid and Real Betis are going to play on BN Sport, 3 o'clock Eastern on Saturday. TUDN Mexico League. It's going to show a doubleheader, 5 p.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern. That's all this coming Saturday. 11 games in MLS as well. And then on Sunday, 10.15 a.m. Eastern time, Barcelona will be on BN Sport. 6.30 a.m. Eastern time Sunday morning if you want to get up that early. ESPN Deportes and ESPN2 will show a Serie A game. Fox Sports 1 will show the MLS, 5.30 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. Good soccer coming up this week. Keep your uh, televisions tuned. It's starting to get really, really good now as the uh, European leagues start to wind down. MLS starts to wind up. So here we go. Uh, we're, we're, we got a lot of good football coming up. And, of course, we're all looking for the uh, World Cup qualifiers that will be coming up here in a couple of months. Don't forget United States, Switzerland at the end of May.
That's going to do it for Kicks and Dribbles. Thanks so much for tuning in. Merci beaucoup. Muchas gracias. Muchas gracias. I'm Dan McClay, and Lauren McClay is our executive producer. John Dang handles our sound. DC McClay is in our ideas department. Thank you so much. We uh, hope you have a good week, and we'll be back next week with some more Jogo Bonito news, okay? In the meantime, don't let your life have too many yellow cards.